Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, much like life, the aquarium hobby is filled with moments of excitement, gratification, frustration, joy, heartache, and pretty much everything in between. It's more than just a hobby for many. It's a, rather, it's a lifestyle of sorts, and that brings out all sorts of lessons and takeaways, doesn't it? Seems like just about everything we do in aquarium keeping involves some sort of rite of passage or barrier to entry before you achieve exactly what you want to achieve, right? You know, a challenge or gauntlet that you need to get through somehow before ultimately getting to where you want to be. Like, it starts out easy, but after a short period of time, there it is waiting for you, that challenge. And there's only one way to go if you want to progress. Forward, time to throw down. I see this with crystal clarity with the botanical style aquariums that we espouse you know, so much here. A week or two after completing your scape and getting your prepared botanicals into your aquarium, there come the biofilms and the fungal growths. Of course, these will grow at a rate which is a bit unpredictable, yet often peak and either pass in a relatively short period of time or wane to a more tolerable level over time. Knowing that it will always be present in your botanical style aquarium is a real, I don't know, rite of passage for everyone involved in this game requiring an adjustment to our expectations, a mental shift, if you will. You have to understand what these growths are and why they form and celebrate them instead of simply fear them. You begin to understand and appreciate the biofilms, the fungal growths, and the decomposition and what they mean to the ecology of a closed aquatic ecosystem. And then you accept and indeed celebrate the progression and the many unique characteristics of botanical style you know, systems. Your viewpoints changed. In our world, it means understanding that the stuff that you're seeing in your aquarium, the stuff which might freak you out a bit, is exactly what you'd see in nature. You've made a mental shift that'll equip you well to advance in your journey with this type of aquarium. You've crossed that mental barrier and sort of come out on the other side. It's an achievement worth celebrating, isn't it? Breaking through barriers is part of the game in this hobby. Yeah, the shit you go through before you get exactly what you want. Not always fun, not always pretty to many of you oftentimes challenging and perhaps even annoying to say the least. And only those aquarists who prove their mettle by not shirking from the challenges or calling it quits reap the ultimate rewards. Our botanical style aquarium world asks a lot from the hobbyist. I totally get it. It requires an understanding. An understanding that what we celebrate as beautiful here is dramatically different than anything that the rest of the aquarium world even remotely sees as tolerable. Tinted turbid water, stringy biofilm growth, sediment, detritus, Stuff that makes most hobbyists cringe even at the thought of it in their tanks. We are not afraid because we look beyond the simple appearance. And we understand the function and the benefits of such characteristics in our aquariums and how they're so prevalent in nature as well. I hit on this theme over and over and over again because it's absolutely fundamental to the botanical style aquarium movement. We're simply not dealing with aesthetics and functions that have been shunned, vilified, and reviled by hobbyists for decades. Excuse me, I should correct that. We are simply dealing with these things. And look, it's okay. My goal isn't to convince you know the entire hobby that a tinted, turbid, biofilm, a detritus-filled tank is the ultimate in beauty. I get it. Most aquarists simply can't wrap their heads and their minds around that and accept it as gorgeous in any way, shape, or form. It makes sense. Of course, it's also possible to embrace many of the elements that are type of our types of aquariums while still accepting a more... I don't know, traditional look. It's not always all about the earthy, over-the-top, in-your-face natural look you see me rant about so often here. Beauty in the Botanical Style Aquarium encompasses many different things. Of course, one thing that we all need to deploy in abundance is patience and faith and an understanding that an aquarium, any kind, is always sort of a work in progress. 
Overnight, perfect results are uncommon. We need to make that apparent to everyone. Even in this social media, you know, fueled, finished product heavy, insta-beautiful world, the reality of an aquarium hobby is that you need to go through some stuff to get there. You simply can't expect to circumvent these things and have a finished product without putting in the work. We know this. However, we don't really talk about it all that much. We don't want to discuss it or we don't discuss it or even celebrate it nearly enough in the hobby. And it's not limited simply to our world of, you know, twigs and nuts, right? Of course not. There's a lot of rites of passage and barriers to confront in aquarium keeping, huh? For example, before you can get a breeding pair of cichlids, you often have to go through a bunch of specimens with their, you know, aggressive courting rituals and violent challenges to members of the same and even the opposite sex, often requiring you to intervene to avoid one of the fishes getting injured. You need to be observant, you need to be patient, you need to be diligent. Ultimately, after all the maneuvering, all the challenging, and all the time, you end up with a healthy, compatible pair for years. Another gauntlet you've crossed. Need another example? Okay, let's cross the salinity line for a second. Reef aquariums are envied by many. They're beautiful and complex closed ecosystems brimming with colorful life. I've played with them for decades, and as much as I like to say I'm over them, I somehow keep migrating back to them again and again. They're addictive, they're engrossing, they're gorgeous. However, to get to the desired drool-worthy, boy, I have trouble with that word, that drool-worthy phase, you typically have to go through a succession of really awful algae blooms, a protracted nitrogen cycle, establishment phase, low stocking periods, and a sort of settling in period for your corals and your inverts. And that's all before they even start to grow. And there's always the challenge of incompatibility, allelopathy, competition for space and resources, water chemistry fluctuations, etc. Sounds like fun, huh? monitoring, observing, testing, patience, and the passage of time are the keys. Not just dropping mad coin on the fancy and expensive hardware that seems to consume so many reefers. And if you persevere, and if you make the right moves, then you get to enjoy a thriving colorful reef aquarium. Those who tire early, those who look for shortcuts or think they can gear their way out of problems, or who fold and quit, don't get the privilege of enjoying these systems. They get their asses handed to them. Simple as that. Well, simple if you understand the concept, that is. It's a gauntlet to run. Again, barriers to cross, knowledge to acquire. And of course, it's not just the high-octane reef tanks which require that type of effort and commitment to process. High-tech planet aquariums require a very careful setup. They require management, a set of ugly-ass algae blooms, adjustment to dosing, CO2, and all that stuff before they even begin to look like the green scenes that we dream of. You can't rush this stuff. To do so is to violate the laws of the natural world. And as we know, nature imposes pretty rigid penalties for those who attempt to circumvent her challenges. You need to stay focused, observant, diligent, and calm. Yeah, you need to push through the challenge—excuse me, the challenges set by nature to get the reward you seek. Just like I need to push through uh, when I have a tickle in my throat. <laughs> anyway, enough already. I think you're sort of sensing a theme here. I can go on and on until I lose my voice, and that wouldn't help. Even when you're setting up your first community aquarium, there are basic principles of tank management to learn, a nitrogen cycle to establish, algae blooms to deal with, all that stuff. And sure, you could take some sort of negative mindset and state that all these things are challenges and they can be a sort of a gauntlet to pass through. I've used that term, but they're not really. They're simply experiences that you need to go through, rites of passage that we need to understand, work through, and learn from. They should actually be seen as wonderful opportunities to observe, to study, to learn, to experience, and to acquire precious knowledge. Yeah, they need not be viewed as barriers or gauntlets. And the point of all these examples is not to say that the aquarium hobby is incredibly difficult or ridiculously challenging. It's not all, you know, make or break stuff. And challenges, rites of passage, gauntlets, or whatever we want to label them as are not bad things at all. Not negatives or reasons to abort on our goals. They're simply things that we need to discuss, understand, and perhaps make some mental or other adjustments in our thinking, changes in practices, or tweaks to our physical setups in order to advance in the hobby. 
And sometimes we simply have to be patient. Many times we have to do nothing more than observe, inquire, study, accept, and learn. Challenging stuff sometimes, but very important if we're trying to achieve success in the hobby. The point is to show you that just about everything that we want to accomplish in the aquarium world requires passing through some sort of barrier to entry, some sort of challenges that test our patience, require us to adjust, make changes, slow down, make mental shifts, and adapt a patient attitude before we can move on to the next steps in our journey. And it's the mindset that we take with us that determines how successful we are. It's not all doom and gloom. It's fun. It's the whole game. These rites of passage continue to follow us throughout our aquarium careers. The more advanced the things that we try, the greater the barriers to entry, and the more important, a high degree of patience is required in order to overcome them. They never really go away, the challenges that is, nor the desire to do different things in the hobby. These are what advance our hobby, push the state of the art, inspire others to do more. Nope, this kind of stuff never changes. What does change and should change is our point of view, our attitude, mental shifts. It seems that after a period of time facing the regular challenges in uh, aquarium hobby stuff, we come to understand, even expect, sometimes even welcome them as signs that we're progressing. Rather than something you dread, the things that we previously called barriers simply become familiar signposts, landmarks, if you will, that tell us we're progressing on the right path. Much like life, the aquarium hobby demands our best and will reward us in kind if we stay at it and somehow prove our worthiness to that most important of judges, nature. The key ingredient is to be patient. I can't stress that enough. To never fear the challenges, to never be discouraged by the setbacks. All they represent are simply opportunities to educate ourselves on that long path towards accomplishing our goals. Except that, you know, expect that doing great things requires a lot of work. And accepting that nature throws us some stuff that we're not often expecting. And trying to understand them rather than being forced out of the hobby by them is the key. Learn from the challenges, appreciate the processes, the nuances, the appearance of stuff you may have previously feared or dreaded. Think independently. Allow yourself to sit back and take it all in without fear, judgment, or despair. Regardless of what the hobby throws at you, stay encouraged. Stay confident. Stay diligent. Stay steadfast. Stay observant. Stay optimistic. Stay patient. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.